Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 18th episode of the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Pat Mancuso and Thomas Hughes. Uh, gentlemen... Um, lots of sports stuff happened. The NBA finals are over, the NHL finals are over, which we'll get to in a minute. And, uh, now we're in that weird part of sports where like, Ooh. it's just baseball. Yeah. It's my least favorite part. It's like nothing good's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So like, how disappointed are you now that sports is kind of like in that lull? I'm a baseball guy, but there's just, there's just not enough action going no, on in the MLB. I need steroids back. <laughs> Everybody needs steroids. <laughs> That's how you pick it up. You bring steroids back into it. Everybody um, should be cheating at all times. This is best. when this is when I start counting down the days until football. Yeah, this is basically much. when it starts. Well, it helps. Tom, how does it make you feel? The the lull, as we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where baseball season is so long, and you're, and you're like, wow, it's game sixty two of a hundred and sixty two. Mm. Okay, who cares if they won because they got a hundred more to go. Uh, so it makes it tough, uh, but. Once again, baseball is actually exciting this year. So hopefully, uh, it'll it'll keep my attention, keep everyone's attention this year. What's exciting about baseball for you right now? Uh, all the, I think we talked about last week the the teams that you weren't necessarily expecting to be very good, uh, being good. Um, I hit a parlay not last night, the night before, because the Diamondbacks came back and won a game for me. Uh, the Orioles dropped eleven on the Blue Jays yesterday. Um, the and NL East is who knows what's going to happen there. The the Braves look really good. The Mets are kind of there, but you know they're going to be there at the end. The Marlins are good. I think my favorite part right now for baseball, since apparently we're talking baseball, this is going to be my final thought, but I guess it'll be my opening thought. Shout out to the Oakland Athletics. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> so they did, did they do the reverse boycott like they said they yeah, were going they do, to? They're doing all of that reverse, That's but I think cow. they've won seven games in a row now yeah. after being essentially left for dead by ownership. Like, uh, actually, I think Vegas just voted to approve like the first step in them moving there. Like mm-hmm. all this stuff's happening, but instead like the players are playing really well. They're winning. Like, I think that's awesome. Like it's just a great little F you to just everything. Very major on. league ask. Yes. Yes. Right I, back to the management. Absolutely. And they were, and before they had one of this winning streak, they only had like nine wins. For 12, the whole I think season. they were 12 and 50. Yeah. And now I think they're up to 19. So, hypo- let's talk super hypothetical. <laughs> the, go on. The A's win the world series. hundred percent. major league. <laughs> Do you go to Vegas? You have to. Yeah, well, that doesn't. Do you have to? The yes. money. It's yeah. money. It's, you it's, end it's, on a high note and it's you go to Vegas. It's all yeah. the money, unfortunately. Uh, for, for that fan base, unfortunately, it's going to be dollars and cents. But they came back and beat the Rays, the best team in baseball yesterday, 2-1. to one. <laughs> um, So it's it's you know, once again, it's it's fun. Go- the baseball gods are shining down on the they're, A's right now. <laughs> in reality, yeah, they're, ni- they're 19 and 50. They still, I think, their run differential, I just looked it up, is negative 192. Like, it's bad, but right it's now those dudes, right now those dudes like the players are playing their hearts out. Yeah. They're doing they're just trying to like block out all the noise as best they can. And you know that there's a shit ton of noise going on mm-hmm. there. So like yeah, props so- them are just doing it. And it's like you just said, baseball's long. And I guess the one thing baseball has is like a lot of stories like happening during it that sometimes go by the wayside. Like I think in two months when they're you know, they, they're just pushing for 40 wins and they're like a 40 and 122 team or something. Nobody's going to care about this one. But right now, mm-hmm. fantastic. <laughs> it's what's carrying the game. Right and, and you have to think a lot of those guys on that team 
probably wouldn't be in the pros if Oakland was actually like spending money and trying to be there. Like a lot of these guys are probably they have a budget. They're triple like A football team. They're triple yes. A guys. They're you know they're good triple A guys, maybe quad A guys. Um, but some of these guys might never seen a sniff of the majors, and they're getting to play out their dreams here. Um, a couple guys, you know, having pretty good years there that. I had no idea who they were coming to the year. So I still don't. It's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're about to, because again, there's nothing else to pay attention right. to at this point. But, but who, it's cool. Who uh, has, in your uh, mind, the highest valued Oakland Athletics card? Is it Reggie Jackson? Is it Ricky Henderson? Oh, think? overall? Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say. Not right, now. Yeah, not right now. We don't know. <laughs> Mark McGuire. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jose can, well, not Jose, but. Yeah, people. So listen, Jose has a special guy. He's a, yeah, he, and he has a cult following. <laughs> Joe, you said that like you hung out with him a bunch of times. No, like I just think <laughs> he's about, a, listen. He's a special guy. I just think about like like I think about Jose Canseco. I remember when he wrote his book, like Juiced. Yeah, and he just talked about like what they did and all this other jazz. And you know whether or not some people disputed if it was all factual. Fine, I get it. But I remember like my dad is not a huge baseball guy. But he got that book and like he read it. <laughs> and like, so that was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, yeah, like even like the, you know, the random person who doesn't even really care that much about baseball still cared about Jose Canseco. So yeah, I just always think that's cool. That's awesome. I, I mean, how do you forget the home run bouncing off his head going and going all into the stands? You know, it's amazing that a dude that bashed a bajillion homers and was just like known for hitting dingers is like, the one home run he's most remembered for is someone else. It's so embarrassing. The one thing you're supposed to do in the outfield is catch a flying ball and you misplay it so much. It bounces off your noggin and goes over the fence. I couldn't imagine being the right fielder, looking at him being like, what the hell? dude? What the fuck? Yeah. Know. That's crazy. So, okay. Um, moving on. Cause well, there's some baseball chatter. I don't that's think the, we that's the most that A's have been talked about in like three weeks. I know. And that'll be probably the most they'll be talking about for the season. Cause eventually this is going to now granted, I really hope in like two months, I'm just eating my hat because it's like, they're like 50 and 50 on this incredible streak. That, that would never, be ever see again. That would probably be one of the most incredible streaks. Oh, if they turn it around what 50 and 50. Don't they have, don't they have the longest winning streak in baseball or something? Didn't they win like 25, 26 games a, long, a couple years ago? They had a huge winning streak. I don't remember. They were in the 20s at some point. I remember that was nuts. And they still had 20 people in the stands. And that's why they're moving. And, <laughs> and they still have more fans than the Rays. So when you said reverse boycott, by the way, what exactly was that again? What, in, what did that entail? So the reverse boycott is it's, uh, they're basically packing the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> they're the, what, what, what the management wants them to do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Please come in. You're bring showing us. Everybody's bring going into the stadium to watch the game. And that, and there's the problem right there, though. Now, just if you did that in the first place, they wouldn't be moving. Yeah. You know, like there'd be having more people there, and maybe like Oakland government would be more apt to have built a new stadium because I know that's what they need is the new stadium because that's what it always comes down to. And if people were packing the stands in the first place, it'd be easy to do it. Right, exactly. But then all of a sudden it's like, well, government doesn't care. The fans don't care. We'll make the team crappy. So it'll look even better for us when we move. And, and I get it. They're doing the, hey, we're going to pack the stands thing. But they're just doing it as like an FU thing. It's, yeah. It's, and it's not doing it. It's putting more dollars in the it's, management. It's not keeping it. the team there. That's for no, sure. Absolutely not. But uh, because, well, they'll be going to Vegas soon, which Vegas is just the new hotbed of sports. I guess we'll get into that in, into that in a second. But uh, I guess we have to talk about the Midwest Monster first. Um, Tom, it says, how did the Midwest monster go? You're the only one that's going to really know about this part. Cause I wasn't there. Patrick wasn't there. You weren't there, but it's your job to know. So tell me how it went. Uh, it was a good show. Um, <laughs> we, we went the uh, second year we've gone. Um, I went last year. Yeah. Pat went last year. Mm -hmm. Was that, that was your second show, right? That was my second, second show. show. Yep. Um, 
his first show away from me where he got to, you know, see how everybody else lives. <laughs> Spread his wings. <laughs> but uh Car. it was good. We we bought a lot of stuff. Um I, I know we stuff. baseball, we were talking about it is the only thing going right now. Uh that's the hottest thing going for us, sure building product wise. Mm-hmm. Um so just trying to buy as much of that as we can to to keep the products kind of flowing here. Uh, but it's also you know, for for those people who who want to buy low, this is a great time to be buying football. Yeah. Um. In about a month, right before the national and at the national, football will be the hottest thing on the floor, and everyone's going to want football, and the prices are going to go up. So if you have a guy or two or three that you're like, hey, this is the guy I want to invest in, um, this is probably the time to do it before the national. Um. Otherwise, you'll be doing what people did last year and paying astronomical prices for Zach Wilson and hating your life afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look at it. I look, I was just thinking about our inventory in the back. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. We, we, we overbought a little Zach we Wilson. A bunch of, oh, it was going to be his year and Mac Jones too. <laughs> We're doing great. Whatever. It's fine. But so funny thing about last year, obviously Zach Wilson, the jets. Oh, they might be kind of good. Second year. We were buying Zach Wilson. Cause he banged his mom's friend. But that, <laughs> That's why. But, but, but that's right. <laughs> that boy's got Riz. Let me tell you. <laughs> but, but that's, he was, he was like the hottest name on the national floor because of all that publicity. From I know. That. It's true though. Yeah. It's true. It was crazy. He was there, Mr. Risley, but there were cards we were getting for like 200 bucks that people were like, Oh, but it's 600 down. I was like, man, that's a really good way. He bangs to moms. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that, and that pretty much says everything you need to know about how America is society. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you could throw five touchdowns. Like you were kind of talking last week. You could throw five touchdowns. Yeah. You'll, you'll get a few bumps, a little yeah. bump. but if you bang your mom's hot friend, man, <laughs> Your card $400 increase. That's how you make it overnight. Back. Yeah, that's how you overnight. Make I love it. I love cards. <laughs> I love that. That's so much fun. But yeah, like you were saying, um, yeah, the Nationals just getting closer at this point, man. It's kind of nuts, right? It, it's right there. Like you, you're, you're driving. You, 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 you can you can see the sign. You're like, oh, see right over there. That's the sign. It's getting there. You can. Rosemont. Yeah. So there's because like let's see, we got what two weeks left in June, mm-hmm. essentially two or. Three show weekends now at this point? Yeah, I think there's six weeks before the National. That's still insane to think about because we still, especially since we're still packing in so much. I mean, we're going to Denver in what, two weeks? Uh, Denver and Chantilly in two weeks, uh, then a week off. Then we have Nashville. Then we have Dallas. Dallas, And then I think it's a week off. And then it's San Diego Comic Con. uh, And then right into the National. Right. But it's just crazy because even that week off isn't what we would call a week off because here we're going to be building national exclusive products, building a whole bunch of stuff that makes the national like even more awesome. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're considering going to the national, which is I mean, it's like the Super Bowl of the card world. We're going to have a whole bunch of products that you can pretty much only get there. Like we're going to have national specific show things. And last last show, which, again, was my first show. It was awesome because those boxes were just like flowing off the shelves. People were pulling them. It, they were getting awesome hits. Everybody's going nuts. It's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And and you're going to see the difference between Atlantic city and Chicago because, um, you know, as good as Atlantic city is, it's difficult. Atlantic shitty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as yeah. good as Atlantic. City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try to, you know, give it a, get a little props a little pump to it, up. but it, uh, pump, pump, pump it up. But it's hard to get to. There's no airport right there. There's nothing. It's not easy. You're in Chicago. You land in O'Hare. You can walk to the show. Yeah. Like it is. It's centrally located. It's super easy to get to. Um, attendance is going to be much higher. Um, it's a bigger floor. There's going to be more people there. The floor is huge. Holy cow. Yeah. So it is going to be a whole different animal. And uh, I'm super excited for it. We have a lot of things in the works. Um, I won't. I won't give anything away yet. But talking to a couple. 
couple big breakers, influencers of doing some stuff at our booth um, and doing some collaboration stuff and just making it a time. Hell it's, yes. It's, it's a long week, but it's a fun week. Yeah. It, it sounds it a, like we're going to be having a blast. It is a long week. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Should do it. Are we going to, that, that's a whole week. Are we going to do a show from there? Probably. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, we really should, awesome. for sure. Um, maybe maybe two in the works. We'll do a, our usual, and maybe we can get a, a, a special a uh, interviews, interviews or something. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Wow. We can walk the floor. We have work to do. That is insane to think about. I love it. Anyway, um, speaking of work to do, the work is over for, well, the, which way do you guys want to go? NBA or NHL? Well, we, we, we already talked about Vegas. Let's stay on the Vegas train. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last night, because uh, we actually... We made the smart decision to record on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Way too early. It, it is. It's yeah. It's. Very I disagree. Early I wish it was earlier. It is seven forty-six in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a morning person. The fact person. that we're both here is amazing. That is true. The fact that you guys got here. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. The fact that you're here, I'm very impressed. I, I, I get up. I'm about to leave. My son wakes up, so I get him. I put him on the couch. Put the TV she on. Just ran out of the house. And, He'll figure it out. And then, <laughs> and then I'm as I'm about to walk out. The new puppy that we just got a couple days ago decided to pee on the floor. Nice. So then I work, that up. nice. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, hey, I'm getting out of the door. Nope. Wait. Okay. Finally got here. Amazing. Uh, so anyway, the Vegas Golden Knights played last night. Uh, they were up three to one in the series. You knew that they were being on home ice. They were going to go for it. And they just dunked all over the floor. Oh, my gosh. It, Florida, like they still, they still tried to compete, but at the end of the day, Vegas won nine to three. Mm. Um, they they were up two nothing in the first period. Uh, Florida scored a goal to make it two to one, and then Vegas got two quick ones in like I think the, like a minute forty five, four to one. You kind of tell like, uh oh, party's on in Vegas. It's yeah. gonna go nuts. Uh, like I said, one of the best atmospheres to go for a game. Tom yeah. and I went to a game during the Dallas series. Mm-hmm. It was. Ridiculous where Tom got his hat from, and I, I noticed he was wearing it. Don't worry, we noticed. And, um, it was just really awesome. It was just a great game for them, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got up to like seven to one. Florida scored two quick goals to get a little closer, but I mean, at, at the, if a team scores seven, I mean, chances are you're not making that like miraculous third period comeback. But shout out to Florida um, before we get into Vegas. Florida played their hearts off. Uh, you can hearts off, hearts out, whatever you want to call it. If you were paying any attention to the NHL season, Florida's been playing playoff games for a little bit longer than the playoffs because they had to fight to get in. Mm-hmm. They've been going hard. Um, I don't have to buy a Matthew Kachuk jersey, which is – I kind of was on, like into it, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then I was even more into it because it turns out dude's been, dude played game four at least with a broke, like a fractured sternum. So he's yeah. he's so hurt. He was right so there. hurt that like his brother – who plays for the Senators, uh, Brady, had to, like, help him out of bed at, before game four. And people needed to help him, like, tie his skates and put his gear on so he could go out there and play. And, I mean, at game five, the pain was just, like, too much for him. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Like, that sucks. But that's just, like. Breathing has probably got to be a difficult. Yeah. <laughs> well, all that sucks. Do. He goes hard. And then, like, the other thing came out for, like, Aaron Ekblad, their, one, you know, one of their best defensemen. He had, like, two separated shoulders, a torn oblique. Something else was cracked in there. It's yeah. it's nuts how what these guys go through. Yeah, you know I I love all the playoffs, baseball, f- football, basketball, but hockey is just it's a war of attrition because you these guys put themselves out there every other day for six weeks. Um, at the end of it, it's who's healthiest, who can who can kind of hang in there because everybody is dealing with something at this point yeah. in the season. Yeah, a hundred percent. So. I mean, shout out, shout out to the Panthers for what they did to make the playoffs, come back from three to one down to Boston, beat up Toronto, sweep Carolina, and then 
honestly, just what you saw against Vegas was a team just run out of gas. Yeah. And it's understandable, and it just happens. And they'll learn from it, and, you know, probably do this. They'll probably be saying the right things of, oh, we'll be back next year. Like, we've learned what we have to do. Yeah, not get broken, apparently. Yeah. But shout out to them. But Vegas, man, holy crap, they looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they looked good when we, like I said, when we saw them play, they were looking good. And uh, you could just, they just had a feeling about them, like when we were there. It's just, I, you know, the depth of that team is is incredible. Um, one through four lines, they just kind of roll them. Their defense is, is deep. And, you know, Unsung Hero, Aiden Hill, uh, coming in. And I think he was, like, I think he had the best save percentage of any, like, regular goaltender. Like, not someone who just came in for a game mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, comes in, thrown right into the middle of a series, hasn't played much, and was outstanding. Um, good for him. Um Buffalo, sorry, but Jack Eichel is still that dude. Led the playoffs in scoring. Had Man. like he had like twenty assists. I think the next close said like fourteen. Um, didn't score a ton of goals, but the guy was one of the leaders in block shots. Was in there in every situation. Um, so good for him after everything he went through. I, like I said, I know Buffaloers want to hear it, but I'm happy for the guy. The guy was in a bad situation in Buffalo. Had a bad injury with his neck said, hey, this is what I want to do, finally got what he wanted to get done and won a cup. And now is can say something that McDavid, his uh, fellow draft mate, cannot say and That's right. say he has a cup. Yeah, you, you had it right. Um, he had 26 points, led led the uh, playoffs in scoring, but him and uh, Marcheseau were just, like, awesome just together. Uh, Marcheseau ended up winning the Conn Smythe because he was on this, like, I think it was a 10-game point streak where he had, what was it, like, eight goals and seven assists. I think he had a point in every – um, finals game. Yep. It just, dude was awesome. And the best part was like, he's one of the originals, you know, like, remember, like we, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but his whole thing was like, he was a throw in. Like they said, you have to take this guy and we'll give you him and a fourth. So you take somebody else in the expansion draft. Like that's crazy to think yeah. about. And now here he is playing the team that did that and just dunking on him. And, Love he just, it. and the thing is, like, as I was, I was watching the entire thing last night, I was watching the game, watching him. He's just like, they had him mic'd up too. And he's just celebrating all of his teammates thing. He's just always happy. He's just always awesome. It just seems like a really nice guy. He's just thanking everybody. It's just, he loved the moment. Like he had a bunch of moments on the ice, like everybody did with their, with his, with his kids and his wife. And just like, man, he just really deserved. And when, they, when he won, like, the entire arena erupted. It's like, you can just tell he's just a fan favorite. Yeah. An original that's night. Awesome. Like that's, that's like what you want, you know, Fuck like yeah. that's really cool. So shout out to him for playoffs MVP. And then the Stanley cup comes out. And again, it's the best trophy in all of sports. It's the coolest thing in the world to just see that come out. It's not just a trophy. I think the, the, the parade of guys that basically they come out, Hey, the captain comes out, gets a trophy, skates a lap. Right, hands it to the next guy, and every single player on that team, whether you are playing a ton or you, you know, bench guys, whatever, you take your lap with the cup and have that moment. Um, and then after that, you get you get the cup for a day. You get to take it home and That's bring it on your boat and have drinks with it, or you know, very cool, it's a very cool trophy to have, just oh, based off of the, like that aspect. And it's always cool because there's always like hockey always has those traditions where it's like, all right, so then the. It's always like, who are they going to give the cup to next? You know, mm-hmm. and they always hand it off to like the older guys, like the vets and stuff first. And it's always cool to see them do it because like you got all these younger guys you hear about, like we're, you're talking about like Eichel and stuff that wins their first cup. He didn't get this gay lap till he was like 10th in line. It was crazy. Like they're handing it off to 
you know, the older guys like like Jonathan Quick was like the fourth person with the cup. He didn't I don't even think he played in the final. I don't even think he played in a playoff game. I can't no. remember. Not even in the beginning. But he's one of the four goalies. And that's the other thing. Like you said, even if you didn't play, but like Phil Kessel, who's been scratched since like round two or whatever. He hasn't played since round two. He was out there in full gear. All four of their goalies were out there in full goalie gear. Mm. Like I'm sure that they just did it for like the team picture and all that other stuff. But like, I was going to ask, like, does, is that how it always is? If you're like the scratch guy, do you come down and change for the, for the picture? Or do you just, I thought like those guys would be like on the side in suits or like, at least like just a, a loosely hanging Jersey, not full gear. Like these guys. Yeah. I, maybe it's like up to the player. I don't know. The fact that it was everybody kind of made it seem like it was just like, hey, we're all going to do this because we're right, right, right. Yeah, I, I don't remember everyone having full gear, but that being said, I could be wrong. I, I don't re- remember that vividly enough to say, nope, there was definitely a guy in a suit coat or whatever going around with it. Yeah. Uh, the game itself was, I mean, not much to write home about for Florida. Uh, shout out to Mark Stone, the captain, getting a hat trick in the club clinching game. I think it was the first time that happened since what? 1920. We were saying earlier special. It's awesome. Yeah. And the thing about him is like every time he scores or even if somebody else scores, he's always just like, so happy. He's freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's like, I mean, I know everybody's excited, but he just, every little thing that happened, he was just like super pumped about it. He's just a guy you could tell there's a reason that he's the captain and just, that's what you want from your leader. Somebody's just so happy for everybody else. That's what you have to it, be. You know, you have exactly. To be that person. Just self, like everybody on the team kept saying the same thing in the interviews. Like, and I know you usually get the same mumbo jumbo in these scenarios, but everybody's selfless. They're always like supporting each other, blah, 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 blah. But it, for this, for some reason, for this team, when I was watching the interviews, this one just felt like real. Yeah. If that makes sense. Genuine. So, yeah. Yeah. Very genuine. Um, touching back to the Jack Eichel point earlier. Sometimes players aren't just meant to be captains. There's certain guys that go on a team that they're just, you know, they need to be a guy. Um, and I think Jack and Buffalo had a ton of pressure on him. He had to be the guy. He was the captain of the team at a super young age. You need to go to a place like Vegas that has an established leadership. Mm-hmm. You have a guy like Stone who kind of is that that pillar for the team. He can just go play hockey and just go be a really, really, really good skilled hockey player and not have to worry about everything else. And some guys flourish in that and they just, they don't want to be the captain. All right. So it's awesome. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but the best part is the Vegas owner who six years ago was just like, yeah, we're going to win the cup in six years. Like he made that prediction. And then they did it in year six, which is just another one of those things that he probably, it was probably just a throwaway line. Nobody cared about until it happened. And you're like, Holy crap. I can't six years is a very specific year. I feel like you know, most right? people would just be like five. But. So obviously everything is scripted and that's how yeah, this yeah. happens. Yep. Let's get I, onto that. Track. Terry Pagula said he was going to win a cup in Buffalo. Yeah. That didn't happen. So, <laughs> Some people know better than others. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, shout out to Vegas. Um, is there anything else you want to? That part that's got to be a it? party out they there. They were going right nuts. Now. Oh yeah. I mean, like this morning. Like I mean, they probably it, it has rolled an ended, yeah, the party. Yeah, yeah the party it's definitely it rolled ended. into it. But like the party, as far as like the the parade and everything, that that's a party you would want to go yeah. to because it's already a party town, and they're the, you're partying in the party. The town. entire, um, like outside. Like outside the arena, team area, yeah, the whole thing out there was just jam packed with tens of thousands. Of people. It's a really cool area. I know you guys have been yeah. there. For the listeners who haven't been there, it's a really cool area. I think it's right by New York, New York. Yeah, New York, New York, and yeah. MGM, and it's like right off the. It's like behind the strip a little bit. Uh, yep. You can't see it like directly from the strip, but you can kind of see it like in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool area. There's some restaurants there, some bars out front. Oh yeah, it's just. I mean, the strip is right there, but right out front of the arena. I love it. So many people just yeah. getting hammered and having a blast. It was 
It was nuts. And yeah. like the thing is, and that's just what happens with like a Vegas team. And that's why I think sports will always work in Vegas is like any, because it's always obviously just chock full of people who are just visiting whatever. You just get into it. You're like, well, I'm a Vegas fan for tonight. Like, yeah. screw it. And let's just go nuts. Yeah, I like, agree. Well, granted, some people from Florida probably went there to like support their team and stuff. Like, hey, we'll go to Vegas and see the game. And then it went. But you're just going there for Vegas. <laughs> it's an excuse to go to Vegas. Yeah. So, any excuse is good. Exactly. So, but everybody else who went there, they're just like, screw it. We're Golden Knights fans for the yeah, day. Absolutely. Like, like, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, we, we went to stadium swim or whatever and that yeah. was super awesome and just like the way it just sucks you in it's just like mm-hmm. screw it it was it's so much fun so again shout out to vegas they earned it they were awesome and uh it was really it was really good uh it's the end of the nhl for i forget how long it is now it's only like Until october months, right yeah yeah it yeah. is i got the you got the draft in a couple weeks yeah the drafts in a couple weeks and then connor bedard going to chicago yeah the bedard lottery yeah I still feel like that was rigged. But anyway, uh, speaking of teams winning their first championships, the Denver Nuggets did it. Um, and they did it kind of easily. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that your heat went down in five. Uh, <laughs> big heat fan. Big, big heat fan. Noted heat fan. Patrick noted, Rangu, yeah. Uh, <laughs> decided to go down the ship. Nuggets won. Uh, Patrick, I know you know more about this than I do, so mm-hmm. why don't you talk about it for me, bud? I think it's funny how we go from uh, the Stanley Cup, which is probably the most revered like cup that or trophy, trophy that you sports, want. Yeah. And then you go and you look at the NBA championship and you just see Jokic just not caring at all. Like you got you have the veterans in the hockey who like they they live for that moment. Jokic wins it and he's like, I just want to go home. Like I'm yeah. I'm tired of this. He's like, What? I gotta go to a parade on Thursday? Can I go home Friday? Yeah. Like he just and I'm not saying he doesn't care because he clearly cares. I mean he's right. there, he's of playing. Course. But as it didn't come off as like as genuine as the Vegas Knights did as they were talking about the team. Like, he just didn't care, couldn't care less about the whole situation. I still think that's a, I think that's just like a, because, you know, he's foreign. It's just a different thing, man. You but, know, like, like, you come here just, you came to America to play basketball and to win that championship. That's like a, that's a, a just, personal well, goal. I don't know that. He, I don't know. That's I don't true. Know but things I are in Serbia, but like, <laughs> he might have just come here to, Make a better life for his family back home. Like if, if that was the case, the I don't became, think he'd be playing basketball. He'd probably be a plumber. You don't know. That. You just want to. That's the you, difference. No, but then you're, you understand you're gonna, what I'm you're saying. Make millions and millions of dollars. But then you know what I'm saying. If you want to make a better life for yourself, you don't have to play basketball. How you many plumbers are seven foot? Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel it like was, that's, it was. It was. It was. No, no offense. No offense. Shits on plumbers. It was a metaphor for coming. You don't have to be a basketball player. You're gonna come to America. No offense to plumbers. Better life. Like no, no shot at plumbers, but I feel like seven footers and plumbers is usually plumbers boys. Is usually not a. I don't have one. Joe and Tom versus the plumbers. I mean, you got to get this. You're the one that talks shit about plumbers. You got to say no. You got to go under sinks to get like fixed leaks and stuff. I I feel like that's not great. What if a really good friend of mine is a plumber? Is he seven foot? Yes. That's really? a lie. No. What is this? No, seven foot plumbers. Seven foot. He wouldn't play basketball. Anyways. I, I just like Mario and Luigi. They got to be like five foot four. I think it's a bad look for the NBA. That you you would want the guy of the NBA who was the MVP two years uh, running previously to want the like show more emotion when the whole team got the trophy. If you look, he was off in the corner. He wasn't even in the mix of players. He was just chilling on the side. That's okay though. It's, you don't you don't have to need to be the center of attention just because you. But you no, but I'm saying the NBA wants you to be that. I don't think that matters to him. Well, like just because the NBA wants something doesn't well, mean that's what. What he about John? This whole situation. 
whatever. Should the NBA want that, and you should curtail curtail to what they want? Um, I and think Jokic doesn't have to. It's a little it, different. I think it's a completely different thing. I, I know it is. I'm just I'm just trying to make a point here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I get it. Who knows, man? Like when people win, they all have different reactions. Like. Maybe he was just overwhelmed and needed to just like step back. Maybe he just wanted to watch other people and he was taking in the moment. Like I've I've Could done be. that. I mean, it, it, it's on such a way lesser scale, but I've, I've done that done just that. in our stupid hockey leagues where we've won in the past, where it's just like everybody's going nuts and you just like watch for a second. And you're like, that's fucking awesome. Like we did yeah, that. I guess he could have because like there was still the whole he time he took, just didn't show emotion. He still dunked. That's not true because he still dunked Jamal Murray in that pool and they were and he was yeah. the, there were other people. Only the but, only emotion because the only thing saw. you saw on yeah. video. You don't yeah, know what there's else a lot of recorded. So. There is something to be when you're the favorite and you're expected to win and there's all this pressure on you because you are you're the best team. They're the number one seed Mm -hmm. all year. You know, they were the favorite in every series they were in. And there's a sense of relief like, wow, okay, I can relax now because he's been under this microscope every single game. He was out there and had to be the best player on the on the floor. Mm -hmm. And now we can say, okay, I can relax a bit. I can I I don't need to be. Super high, strong, super into this no, right no, now. You're not, I'm not asking you to be high, strong. I'm asking you to have fun. Show, show like you're having fun. Act like you're having fun. Patrick, there are just people in you, the world that that's how they have fun. Yeah, you, you're projecting just, your, your idea of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They're, they're so. just enjoying because I do this too, where like we'll be out with a bunch of people, and then there's always like that friend who just is there, and you're like, you're always like, come on, have fun. I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm having a blast. And like, you're just sitting there. That's a watching. lie. Those people aren't actually. No, it's, you don't know that. That's just a good time to them. They're just Proven. weirdo, <laughs> psycho robot people. It's just, it's fine. The crab NBA doesn't people, want that as the face of the people. NBA. It doesn't matter what the fucking NBA wants. It matters what it is to that person at that moment. I mean, Yogi should do whatever the hell he wants to do. You know why? Because he just... I won't say he single-handedly won an NBA title, but he did. Yeah, don't very, you dare very, say very, that. Very yeah. well, but like I won't. Yeah, I'm not daring say that. But like I mean, he led the playoffs and won I just everything. Don't think it, I just don't think it's a good look for the NBA. Yeah, it doesn't but, matter. Like, yeah. Because you got guys, you like we talked about last night. Guys are skating around the ice with it. They're they're enjoying. They're taking in the moment. They that's love every second. Tradi- of that's it. a different thing, though. No, it's not. Yes, they it both is. won that's championships. A, it doesn't matter. It's it's tradition. Like, tradition for the the Stanley Cup for everybody to get a lap. Okay. Which, by the way, well, maybe I'm making my final thought. But uh, let me talk about the other players here. We're all sure. talking about Jokic and his after. Listen. Jamal Murray does not get enough love in this hobby. He does not get enough love in the media. The guy was a top 10 guard, got hurt, missed a year and a half. And we're like, oh, oh, maybe they're not as good. You know, the Nuggets didn't win the last few years because Murray was hurt. Mm -hmm. He is a certified superstar. Yeah. And then on top of it, every game. So game one, it was the Murray and Jokic show. Game two. The Heat said, we're going to stop everybody else. Aaron Gordon had a great game. Then game three, it was the the Braun game. Mm-hmm. Kid scored 15. Mm-hmm. Game four, Aaron Gordon had, um, what, 28 points, something like that. Great game. The next game, Bruce Brown comes off, scores 15 points in the fourth quarter. Like, you just had people all – you know, aspects of that team stepping up at different moments. MPJ couldn't hit a, hit a shot for the first four games of the series, dropped 17 or 19 in the finals yeah, uh, final game. So it's just, you look at it up and down. That team was deeper than Miami. Oh, of course. Um, 
Miami didn't have answers when other guys stepped up. They, you know, Spolcher came out there and hey, let's let's limit Jokic. Jokic had three games with less than like six assists. Like they didn't let him do what he was doing all postseason. Um, he, he shot terrible too the last couple of games. I think they shot like twenty five percent from three point. At one point, they were one of fourteen from three yeah, in that game and somehow won. Um, and they just they other guys stepped up, found ways to win. Um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on my boy for a minute. Uh, Jimmy Butler did not show up. It's going to happen, I feel like, though. When you are the guy. I, I, Bam Adebayo is a great If he shows up, do they player. still win? That that game, the, the the way that game was played was a Miami Heat game. The final score was like 96 to 88. Yeah, they lost by five. Whatever it was. No, the Nuggets didn't get to 100. The Nuggets shot one of 14. It was a muck, drag you through the mud game. Those are the games Miami needs to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy Butler... Until hitting two threes and getting a phantom three foul call to make bad. a couple buckets, didn't have any point. He had like eight points in the fourth quarter at one point. Yeah, Patrick, do you feel like we kind of mentioned this with the with the NHL thing where Florida might have just run out of gas? Do you feel like the Heat kind of did the same thing? Do you think that's what happened? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, like Tom said before, they kind of ran into a juggernaut. I mean, I don't think there's many teams in the NBA who would probably take down the Nuggets in seven games. Right. Um, I don't know if the Heat had enough in them, even with Tyler Hero. I don't think they could have done it in seven games. But how about Tyler Hero available to play and didn't see a minute of a floor time? Of course, because he's not going to be the difference maker. I don't. I don't think they're, they when, saw that as a when you score eighty nine points or ninety one points, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe get out the guy that can light the scoreboard up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Spolster probably has his reasons. We've been praising him the entire time. I think he made. Um, I think I, just because he was available to play doesn't mean he was a hundred percent. And maybe he looked like ass in practice, or he looked off. And it's mm-hmm. like if he's not where you need him to be, and all of a sudden he's taking a big shot for some reason, you don't want that. Yeah. You know, like why? Why? Especially when the one of the bigger reasons that they're there is because of all the other guys who did kind of have big shots and were playing well. All those depth guys besides Jimmy Butler and a big reason that Miami lost is because those guys went cold. Yeah. Hot, oh, yeah. Know? And uh, your favorite friends in Boston there are probably still, like, furious about it because I'm sure they're all sitting there going, we saying done, two things. The first thing they're better. saying is, like, screw that Patrick guy. And the second thing they're saying <laughs> is we pro- we would have given the Nuggets a way better series ball. But every team that loses says that. Anyway. No, 100%. So, I mean, it's still awesome. I still think it's awesome that two teams – I always, like I said this before – Teams that win their first titles is always cool. I always like when new people win, not when people who have won titles a bunch of times get another one. Like, who cares at that point? Because a lot of times those fan bases tend to be slightly more insufferable. So here we got new te- new champ in Vegas, new champ in the Nuggets. Like, it's just cool to see that other franchises are getting it. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, when we were younger, there were teams that just, when they were bad, they just kind of were always bad. Always. And that's just how it is. And now, because, you know, so many different teams has been bought by different owners and when you buy a new team you definitely want to win and they're getting you know the their higher draft picks are well i can't even say higher draft picks because Jokic was what 42nd overall yeah. or something he was drafted yeah. during taco bell commercial that's still the best thing in the world. <laughs> quesarito commercial. i love it so it's just cool to see again newer teams different teams. it's just because all it does is grow the sport which yeah. you know all i hear now are just rumors of expansion for for both leagues honestly and i think we're in a good spot for for both leagues yeah no i agree I agree. You you see how how nuts everybody went for Denver, um, how nuts everybody went for Vegas, which, of course, people go nuts when teams win. Hell, 
Toronto nearly burned the city down. They won one playoff round in the NHL. So yeah. take that, guys. Very true. Everything's pretty cool. Uh, I think, again, they're both in good spots. And like I said, it sucks that we got to wait for more. Like, that's the worst part about it. But, hey, we got draft season. Yeah, draft yeah. season. Draft season. Draft season's fun. Well, that's kind of where we're going at. Like, I was wondering about the podcasting. Like, what are we What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? And I'm pretty sure we're going to lean hard into fantasy football chatter. Probably. That's where I Listen, see this going. Uh, we mentioned earlier, we have six weeks to lead up to this national, and there's going to be stuff going on for the national the whole time. Yeah, of course. Like, we'll be talking about the national for sure. But I feel like, do you feel like when it comes to like fantasy sports, and we'll just go with football because it's the easiest one, do you feel like fantasy value and card value is similar? There's definitely a correlation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think people like to collect guys. You know, you're saying, hey, I was going to buy a Tuchuk jersey because what he did and in the playoffs. You have people that are like, hey, I want to buy this guy because I, I have him on my fantasy team. I, I drafted. Joe Burrow, I'm gonna go buy a Joe Burrow card, or I I drafted this rookie. I, I went and got you know, um, Addison. I'm gonna I'm gonna let's, let me get some Addison cards. Like people definitely have a correlation where they they kind of hitch their wagon to certain guys and, and will collect those guys, um, which is definitely according to fantasy. That's very cool. I'm excited for it. So I, I'm assuming that's where we're gonna end up going for the podcast itself. A lot of baseball talk, fancy talk. We said national talk because that is. A big one, obviously. Um, but there's yeah, other sports. What other sports are there? Uh, Pat, you want to talk about some boxing stuff? I love how he set that up he, and then, and then like, as goes I'm saying to me. Yeah. He cut me off to yeah. say it. I'm to, to have me say it. Not yeah. even him to have me say yeah. it. <laughs> me do it. Boxing. There was a fight between uh, Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti's grandson, John Gotti the Third. That's unbelievable. Um, I love the fact that he's just taking these exhibition fights and just nobody – Who's doing exhibitions can beat this man in a boxing match. There's, of course not. So there's no you can put in anybody. <laughs> there's nobody who's beating this man. He's just going in the ring, playing defense for six rounds, and taking home a multi million dollar check is what he calls legal robbery, <laughs> legal bank robberies. But he is so unbelievably good I know, compared to these people. It's still a fight. There's always a chance that of course, he gets well, caught. Sure. Of course, there's, there's a you chance. Imagine, it doesn't matter who chance it is. chance of me hitting the lottery today, yeah. too. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. But did you play the lottery today? Yeah, I did. Did you really? Yeah, oh, I woke up. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, he, I know I, he, the money's great. What happens if one person catches him? Just one. That's the, ch- that's the chance he's going to take, and he, no one's going to touch his face. No one can touch his face, dude. He's so he's the the best defensive boxer that's ever lived in the agreed ever agreed. These schmucks, shout out to Ray. These (laughs) schmucks can't touch schmucks and Floyd. And the best part about it is this match was stopped because they were talking too much shit to each other. The ref goes, "If you guys keep talking shit, I'm gonna stop it." And they just Floyd was. Toying with him, throwing fake punches, and then coming doing the Muhammad Ali. And John Gotti's corner was like, "Can you please tell him to stop toying around and talking shit to us?" And well, that's on them. Well, part that was my talking, favorite part about it. I was part, like, part of it's punch him, tell him, make him stop. Exactly, you can't. So he's yeah. going. So the, the fight gets stopped, and all of a sudden, something enrages John Gotti, and the he third. like. The third, and he runs around the referee Genetics and like approaches Floyd Mayweather like he's about to knock him the F out and starts throwing. And Floyd's typical just, yeah, you're not going to touch me. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, 
two of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my entire life come out of nowhere <laughs> and just start shoving Gotti. And then all hell breaks loose. Gotti's camp comes in. Floyd, May- uh, Floyd Mayweather's entourage comes in and they just start brawling. And then it goes in the back and then they keep brawling. I was like, that's what boxing needs right now. I was like, <laughs> boxing needs to be wrestling. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and he was a John Gotti the uh, third with five and one as an MMA fighter. So he can throw hands. So I'm assuming if he connected, it probably would hurt him. But once again, you're not you're touching not that touching pretty him. face. Yeah. Dude. Is, is it, do, what does it say about boxing that the biggest events are these exhibitions? Tell me about a big like championship fight. Like Nobody talks about that yeah. compared Devin to Devin Haney, who's one of the best boxers out there right now. Nobody knows about. Yeah. You couldn't even say Devin nope. Haney's name before that sentence. If, I you, wa- if you walked around <laughs> and asked people between the ages of 15 and 25, the biggest boxing. I'll game. give you 15 to 40. More efforts aren't. It's going to be Mayweather. There. And it's going to be a Paul. Yeah. That's probably the second yeah. person they're going to say. And compared to all these guys that are right now championship holders yeah. fighting for belts, and those are probably the first couple names people say. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, they're missing, they're missing out on so many great boxing matches right now too i know that's not mike tyson but there's some really good fighters coming through right now and they're really good at marketing themselves and they're, they're are they good at marketing themselves yeah if we they, are, they are that's not how that's not good marketing they are good at marketing themselves in their area they're they, they market fights really well oh yeah no i'll give you that but the whole point is like if the if it's not getting to i guess me if it's not getting to the me's of the world yeah then i uh, i also feel like until floyd mayweather is gone you're not going to hear about too many other fighters true. and also to touch on what you were saying like oh there's a chance what if somebody catches him blah, blah blah you know what happens if like he loses one of these exhibitions he gets pissed off and a lot of people hear about it and then they do a second fight and, and he's going to go harder. Just, just he's going to destroy it. But he's going to make so much more money on that. Yeah, like absolutely. He, he probably hopes that someone knocks well, him right. out so he can do like, that. I feel like because he's so cocky, he won't want to ever, like, lose on purpose or anything like no, that. No, never, especially just, with his perfect no, Even knowing, record. exactly. So, like, he won't do that. I feel like if he had, like, a couple more losses on that, he might be like, eh, yeah, take I'll, take here. I'll take the $27 million I'll get in the next yeah, one. Because you know? people will want to see that rematch then. 100%. But, and that's how that goes. But, yeah, you're, you you hit the nail on the head. It's not great for the sport if the only ones you care about are these exhibitions and the, the Pauls and the Mayweathers. The funny thing is, on. like, ESPN doesn't cover these exhibitions. Like, nobody actually cares about these exhibitions. They're not, like, they're on, I think, Floyd's stream site. So, like, you have to go through him to actually give him more money. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's very interesting that like it's not even um it's not even put out there for like any well, actual does, boxing does fans. Does ESPN or anything have like ties to no, the actual boxing leagues or anything anymore? Yeah, I mean they, they uh, on their website the they have they have a boxing tab. No, I mean like if they yeah, I know they have a boxing tab. Of course they have to. No, but they do. It. They still have But I'm saying they yeah. have Oh, I got you. Got yeah. you. So yeah. they're not going to promote this other Yeah, I know absolutely. So that's why yeah. they can't essentially. Right. right. So I was looking for it on there. I was like, "Oh, it's not on there cuz they're not part of history." Yeah, exactly. So. so it's just interesting because you would want that yeah. as a boxing organization to be like, hey, Floyd's fighting anybody? Because yeah. I know if, I, if Floyd's fighting, I know a lot of people who would pay for that. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of getting knocked out, okay. um, Miami not only got knocked out of the playoffs, but their mascot got knocked out by Conor McGregor and had to go to the hospital. Yeah, this is hilarious. Um, tell me more. 
Um, Don't ask an Irish guy to punch you and then be like, <laughs> oh, no, I gotta go to the hospital. So a drunk Irishman punched ga- me. Game four, they decided to bring the mascot out in a robe and boxing gloves. For the heat, by the way. For the heat. Yeah. Um, and McGregor, who has his um, pain, this, I, I think he's repping some kind of pain spray or something where. Deerant spray? <laughs> it's, some kind, it's some kind of like numbing thing. Ivermectin? I don't know. But so, so he goes Jerome. in. And he punches the mask on the face, knocks him down. He then does like a Which flying. I think was probably part of the show. It was. It was, was, part, of, yeah, yeah. It was part of the show. Yeah. Then he decides to do this flying Superman punch while the mascot's on the ground and crushes him in the face. <laughs> and is, then that, I, is that the one that sent him to the hospital? wasn't the first one. I, I, they, don't, they didn't really say. He just had to go to the hospital had for observations for overnight or something. And then he was like, oh, look, I'm going to spray this pain relief medicine on you that I'm, you know, Pushing right now or something. It steroids it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the whiskey. It could, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That Irish painting. From an organization standpoint, a you didn't see that coming. <laughs> he's a he's a professional <laughs> fighter and crazy person. Irish <laughs> and loves to drink. So, yeah. Two, you didn't practice this at all with him. Like, hey man, listen, I know you're gonna throw a good punch. Just try not to really this knock the, me this out. This is the guy that took a chair and threw it at a bus full of fighters because <laughs> he wanted to get at somebody. He, he wasn't even fighting that card. No, his friend didn't. was, and his friend got beat up. <laughs> yeah. The worst part for the mask is, what if he, I, I'm pretty sure Marengo did pull his punch, too. Like, what if he didn't? <laughs> that guy's going night-night. Yeah, like he's going absolutely. night-night through a giant mascot head yeah, and stuff, too. 100%. So like, oh, it's so crazy. That's got to be a terrible situation to be the mascot, too, and yeah. you're thinking it's going to be something sweet, and then he comes in with something if, rock right. hard and you're just knocked <laughs> off your feet and, just, about, and then he and then he hits you again and you're like dude what the you hell you didn't get knocked I'd be like I fought Conor McGregor and didn't get knocked out yeah, uh, was, he was up but he got he got to go to the hospital for observation but, and they gave him pain meds and he went home he's fine by the way yeah I know you know, there's no like extensive damage or anything he just got punched in the face with a mascot <laughs> hat on yeah <laughs> I think he's alright <laughs> But is it the heat? Do you want your mascot getting knocked out? Isn't like that bad? Like, yeah, usually it's like the other way around. Like, you bring the Denver Nuggets mascot out, who, by the way, makes like $625,000 per year. Did you know that? Get out of here. He makes more money than some athletes. There's no way. You want to make a bet? No, I don't want to make a bet. This sounds like crazy pat stats that you have. And you're, of course, you're going to look it up. So, it's mascot pay salary. Yep. The fact that it popped up eighty, God, six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to be this mascot. The highest earner among the NBA's thirty mascots he, is that of the Nuggets. He gets They're paid more than mascot. football players per year, rookies. Okay, how's that? Yeah. I wonder why. I, mean, I wonder what's more impressive—that stat or uh, Vin Diesel's Groot stat? Oh, where he get paid just millions fifty-four of million dollars to say three words. Yeah, right. Basically, averages out to like the eighteen well, million dollars per word. But uh. So obviously that's McGregor. Fuck that. That's so amazing. You're right though. Usually when you're in the heat house, you'd punch that guy. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, you don't want your guy. You want your home. This guy. I wouldn't want to fight this guy. Yeah, that's why they didn't fight him. Rocky would have beat the crap out of this guy. Rocky. Rocky would have knocked him out. His name's Rocky. Yeah. McGregor hasn't won a fight in three years. He would have lost to this guy. But so McGregor is. Is currently coaching on the Ultimate Fighter. Which is um, a great idea for would, UFC. Yeah, which obviously is streaming on ESPN Plus. Yeah. So um, you have that going. So this helps amp that up and gets more uh, eyes on that. Yeah. Uh, tough is kind of how I really got into MMA and became a big fan. So I always 
enjoy this show. Um, but on the flip side, you had Amanda Nunez retire this past weekend, um, yeah. which is the goat, which is a huge blow for MMA. Yeah, correct. But I mean, what does she? But have that gives the time? opportunity for another girl to step up. So that's the way I always. That's like, how that's, MMA always ends up working, right? Yeah. You have to. But once again, you have the best female. You know, I know you were going to talk about uh, Megan Rapinoe saying the best career was mm-hmm. Sue Bird. You want to talk about a best career for a woman athlete? Amanda Nunes is right there. A hundred percent. She should. Like <laughs> she went through every single started. person on that roster. Hey, we're going to make a new division so Cyborg can, can fight, and she beat, knocked her out in eighteen seconds. She she knocked out um, Ronda Rousey in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. She ran roughshed through two divisions. Uh, and in women's MMA, had one loss where she kind of got caught by um, drawing a blank on her name now. Pena, Pena, yes, yeah. yep. And then came back and destroyed her. Destroyed and then her anyway. um, it's a huge void. It's it's a huge, uh, you know, hole that they're going to fill for that women's division. Yeah, it it was crazy because like I saw that she won again, and that, that wasn't surprising at all because she's an animal. Like again. For me, like the casual, most casual MMA like fans or whatever, I know who she is. Like I've seen her fights and she's been really good. And they're like, I just saw that she's like, she won again, and then she put the belts on the man. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm like who else is like? There is nobody left. No, she's absolutely. like fighting what the person was like, like fifth yeah. fighter because she beat everybody else. Like it's one you're, of you're basically fighting to lose at that point. And and it's like you said, man. They showed like the like her career fights list, and it's just a like her the list of her fights and who she's beat is just a who's who of like mm-hmm. MMA women fighters over the years. It's crazy. Like any name you can think of, it seems like she's she's fought and, and beaten. Yeah, and even when she lost, she ended up her couple of losses. She went back and won anyway. So I think there's only one fighter on the list that she lost to and never got a shot at again. I forget who it is. It's it's not that important. The point is, she had a crazy good career, and yeah, you're right. It creates a void, but. When that happens, that means everybody else steps up their game. And so yep. now all of these other fighters are going to all be going for her spot. And yep. they're going to be even better. So you're, you're, you're going to get some people ele- who are surprised. Everybody's elevated. I know everybody's elevated because the best isn't really there anymore. And mm-hmm. so now everybody's just like, all right, well, best is the best current best is easier to achieve. But mm-hmm. at the same time. That makes it more interesting because now it's like it also it also gives people the uh, opportunity to become a fan favorite. Yes, um, not necessarily a number one spot, but also to just to take the spot of like number one in their hearts type deal. Like could gain a lot of followers from this opportunity of Man Nunez leaving, and I think that's going to do great for the UFC because it's going to shine and bring new um, athletes to the to the table. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got to get going soon. So let's move right into final thoughts because, well, you have a meeting in seven minutes. Good luck with that one. Um, Final thoughts, Patrick. What do you you got here? Happy Father's Day this weekend to all the fathers. Tom is a father here. So happy Father's Day. Thank you, sir. Uh, You guys do God's work because I look at fatherhood and I get very anxiety driven. Yeah, 100 percent. Get a dog first. That's why I'm that's why I plan on after the wedding. We're getting a dog. But I just want to shout out to all the fathers out there. Uh, My dad is. One of the best people in the entire world. I'm very lucky to have him, uh, have the relationship that I have with him. And, um, you know, call your dad on Sunday. Call your dad right now while you're listening. Who cares? Press pause, call him, press play again. Love you guys. Thanks, Patrick. Thomas, what you got? Well, mine's definitely not that deep. uh, But, yeah, shout out to all the dads out there. Um, I know all of us can say we we wouldn't be here. uh, We wouldn't be the people we are if it wasn't for our dads. You ain't joking. um, I'm going to talk a little little movies right now. The Flash comes out. It'll be 
today when you guys are listening to this uh, that comes out, going to see that. Uh, this is probably the most hyped DC movie um, since the um, Nolan Ever. trilogy. Well, no, the Nolan trilogy with Christian Bale was was pretty hyped. Yeah. Uh, but since they said this, hey, we're going to do a DC universe and create all these movies, this is by far the most hyped movie, uh, by far the best reviews I've heard so far. Uh, it's The Flash. Uh, well, it's Urza, Urza Miller. Okay. Um, so we won't talk into his personal life because obviously that's a mess. Yeah. Um, but Michael Keaton's coming back and, and being Batman, which is so awesome. Cool. That's great. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it next week without getting into spoilers, but um, really hoping that DC gets this one right because I'm a huge Batman guy. Yeah. Um, and watching movies, they haven't done a really good job with this DC universe uh, in comparison to what Marvel's done. So hopefully uh, they get their shit together and this is uh, a slam dunk. I will say this, that I'm a Michael Keaton Batman guy. That was the first uh, I watched on VHS. That was the first Batman I've ever watched. Yeah, I saw it at theaters. Jack Nicholas. I love it. It's awesome. Um, Yeah, so my final thought. So I was kind of touching on this earlier where uh, Stanley Cup is the greatest trophy in sports. We all know that. And then we were talking about it before. Everybody in the team kind of passes the cup off and takes their lap and they do the thing. And I love watching that shit. You know, like it's always cool watching it. But I got to tell you, it it gets a little long when like all the when the players are done. And then all of a sudden, they're handing the cup to like the trainers and the look the, the fucking scouts and all these other guys. And you're just watching dudes in suits who didn't play or whatever. Now I get it; it's a full total team sport, and they all did their part and they won the championship too. But I had to spend 20 more minutes before they got to like the team photo and like talk and having like the commentators talk about it to watch these guys that nobody knows who they are, yeah. like older men just trying to like half-ass lift the cup and they're going like oh i did it yay all right cool goalie coach great for you sean it was actually sean burke former nhl goaltender but like the point is i don't care about like the assistant western conference scout guy needing to sit there and just quickly go yay i did it nobody cares about that part it's about the players it's about all that jazz showing a hundred fucking people who are just in suits and dresses, like half-ass lifting the cup. They're happy. That's their moment, too. I get it. They're going to have that time. It doesn't need to be on TV because it just, like, drags. It's just, like, this long drag then at that point. It's like, no, get everybody to take their picture, and then you can do all that shit afterwards. It's fine. But shout-out to TNT. They did an excellent job covering. Uh, One of the biggest problems that NHL has had has just been, like, presentation. Like that's one, you know, that's part of why they don't grow as much as they have been. But TNT did it right. Um, it was just really good. They had Wayne Gretzky out on the panel and always having like Wayne Gretzky talk is just like the coolest thing because he's just still so smart. But it was just an enjoyable thing to watch. But yeah, I get it. It's partially their moment, too. But at the same time, like nobody wants to spend 20 <laughs> minutes because the thing is not only you spend 20 minutes doing that. It's after like a Western Conference game. So this was at like midnight. Yeah. So on the East Coast, so it's like that's not what I need. I want to see like the last part. Show me that picture and just get me the hell out of here so I go to bed. And it's like we're gonna drag it out as much as possible. So ah, good for them, but like not good for them. Nobody wanted to see that, but whatever. That's that. Uh, we gotta get out of here. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, keep emailing on us, emailing us at HP Collection. Or no, what the hell are we? Hip Ray Podcast at HPCollection.com. Uh, we like getting back to you. It's cool. Uh, if you guys have any good questions, send them send them our way. We'll actually read them on air because well, like we just said. We need stuff to do. All right. Take care, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Pimp.